everyone. Welcome to Quirky Cooking Chats. I'm Jo Whitten, your host, and I'm so glad you could join me today. We are going to be talking all about homeschooling today. I have Joanne from Aussie Homeschool Adventures joining me on the show, and we're going to be answering readers' and listeners' questions today. Um, I get so many questions about homeschooling. I started homeschooling my kids when my eldest was the end of grade two. That's when I decided to homeschool. Um, A lot of people ask me why I started to homeschool. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on my story before I begin the interview with Joanne. Um, I always thought I would never homeschool. I also said ever since I was young, I was always like, I'm never having kids. And then I was like, I had kids. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to homeschool because I thought homeschool kids are a little bit weird and unsocialized and I don't want my kids to be like that and I don't want to homeschool. Never say never. (laughs) Um, And so fast forward to the time when my eldest child went to school. Um, She really struggled at school. We had a lot of... um, I guess a lot of mornings where she cried a lot, but that wasn't the main thing. The main thing was that at school she wasn't coping. She couldn't seem to understand the maths. She couldn't understand, um, you know, a lot of the subjects and she would get kept in at lunchtime. Even in grade two she would be kept in and she'd come home and she was a really thin little thing, Indy, and she'd come home and she hadn't eaten her lunch and I'd be like, why haven't you eaten your lunch? And she'd say, because I got kept in at lunchtime and I didn't have time. And I'm like, why did you get kept in? Because I I couldn't do my maths and I had to do it at lunchtime. And I'm like, grade two. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a lot of other things that caused me to think about homeschooling. Um, there was a lot of stuff that went on with other kids and um, you know, there's bullying and there's all sorts of things that can go on at school. And I know homeschooling's not for everyone, but I just kept getting drawn towards it and I kept thinking, I just want to homeschool. I just want to homeschool. My second child, Simi, was in preschool in that year and um, totally uninterested in learning anything all the other kids were writing their names and starting to read the alphabet no not Simi he was running around outside you know playing with swords and things Um, and that was fine but he was totally uninterested um and I just really noticed how each child seemed to need different things and needed more support I guess So um, my sisters, my younger sister was already homeschooling. My older sister decided to start homeschooling and I already had quite a few friends that homeschooled. And by then I'd started meeting a lot of homeschool kids in our area that were absolutely gorgeous kids and so talented and creative and outgoing and you'd meet them at the grocery store where they were working and they'd be chat, chat, chat and Um, you'd see them on stage at the local folk festivals just blowing everyone away with their music and I was like actually homeschool kids are cool and I really want my kids to be a homeschool be homeschooled so I completely changed my mind on that and I told my sisters I'm going to start homeschooling they're like you can't homeschool you're not organized enough (laughs) I'm such a creative 
and um, I was like, nope, I'm doing it. So um, we did. We started homeschooling when India was starting grade three. Simi was starting grade one. I had, so how old would they be? Um, maybe I had a four-year-old and a two-year-old as well. So it was pretty full on. Um, and as I talk about in the podcast, I did kind of start with the mindset of doing school at home, sit down, you know, work for hours and that didn't work so well. So then I became more flexible and got into the flow of home education rather than school at home. Um, and it really was perfect for our family. Um, of course, it wasn't always easy, but it was amazing and I would never change a thing. I loved it. The kids loved it. They didn't want to go to school. Even when I gave them the opportunity to go to school, they went for a term or two two days a week and then decided we don't like it so they came back home um, and it was it was just a really beautiful experience so in this podcast Joanne and I answer questions about things like um, what how do you get started what kind of curriculum do you use and and do you use curriculum and if so how do you decide on what curriculum to use and um you know, do you do your reporting and how do you do that? We talk about um, how to deal with difficult situations, like if your kids are refusing to listen to you or they're um, struggling with their schooling and having outbursts of anger, what, what you can do to help them. Um, we talk about the importance of the big picture with homeschooling um, and what that involves and um, basically setting your kids up to have um, a happy and fulfilled life by starting them on the right track when they're young. So I hope you enjoy it. Um, we had a really fun chat and, um, yeah, I think it'll be really helpful for a lot of you. I've put some links below for um, Joanne's got a great YouTube channel. So if you are interested in homeschooling at all, I recommend go and have a look at Aussie Homeschool Adventures. She has all sorts of videos on there, everything from a day in the life of Aussie homeschooling. She's got a homeschool room tour. She's got um, homeschooling curriculum choices in Australia. She's got all sorts of, um, yeah, back to school supplies, what she, what she gets ready for the homeschool year, how to do her reporting. Um, this is a Queensland-based kind of thing, but it's pretty similar in most states. Um, how to plan for homeschooling. Um, see how she plans her homeschool. See, sorry. See how she plans her homeschool week. Um, so there's some really great videos there. So I recommend having a look and you can also follow her on Instagram at Aussie Homeschool Adventures. Thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoy. Welcome, Joe. Thanks so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. So Joe is the brains behind <laughs> um, Aussie Homeschool Adventures. So she has a YouTube channel and Instagram where she shares her homeschool journey. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how old your kids are, how long you've been homeschooling and why you started? Because everybody wants to know that. <laughs> So my name's Joe. I've got two girls. They are 10, nearly 11, and 8, nearly 9. I have to say it like that because I've got to keep 
track of it for myself. Um, yeah. I've been homeschooling since they were little. So my girls have actually never been to school. So mm-hmm. we started when my youngest was four, five-ish with that preschool, pre-K kind of stuff. So about five, six years I've been doing this for now. We started because my oldest actually went through a period of, and I can't really think of anything other than to describe it as probably a really severe case of separation anxiety. Something happened at school. We don't know what. The school can't really say what happened. So we pulled her out because she went from being this really happy, could drop her off, no dramas at all, to no, don't don't you dare leave me. And it took 12 months for her to actually get to the point where I could leave her again without her having a major moment. So we started with that and we've talked lots over the years about her going to school and she's never really been interested. She's like, no. My youngest is flat out like, nope, (laughs) don't want to go. Nope. I'm happy to stay home with you. Thanks, mum. I'm all good. So my oldest is now at the point where she's thinking about it for high school and I'm kind of going, maybe we'll see. But we take each year as it comes. I'm very much a, we'll just, We'll take each year as it comes and see where we're at and see what we're thinking at that time. Yeah, it's pretty much that's pretty much how we were. Um, did you find that you started off um, with a certain way of doing things and that's changed as you went along with the way that you teach? Uh, it's changed as the kids have gotten older because um, mm-hmm. when we started when they were little, like it was a lot, our lessons were a lot shorter so we were, we were only doing school for about an hour a day at most, maybe yeah. half an hour, an hour of formal bookwork time frame where we'd sit down and do like quiet time, not quiet time. Um, I wish it was quiet time. <laughs> 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 so we'd read a book and we'd talk about letters and sounds and we'd do a little bit of this and that. I've always been a little bit um, traditional, I guess. So we've always used books and done a curriculum as such. Um, since we began so I've never really been an unschooler or followed that sort of path I know about it I know quite a bit about it and as the kids have gotten older we do a little bit of that in as much as like I ask the kids sort of what topics they want to learn about in in a broad regard so like our science curriculum this year we're doing animals we're doing a zoology unit because that's something that they've asked to learn about I've got some weather science there that we're going to do as well because they want to learn more about the weather because the weather's been so crazy this last Mm. in Queensland. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So we've got a bunch of questions from um, listeners and um, I think a lot of them will sort of get answered as you talk about other things, but we might just start off with the question that everybody asks which is how do you socialise kids that are homeschooled? How do you encourage them to make friends and how do you get them out there? (laughs) Oh, you don't socialise them. We keep them in the closet in the dark, right? (laughs) No. I've got some good stories about that too, but you go ahead. (laughs) I I shouldn't joke. Um, It's not as hard as it sounds. There is so many active homeschooling groups. Where I am on the Sunshine Coast, there is so many options. Mm. I could literally be out five days a week, yeah. several times a day, going to this and to skating and to this park play and that park play and there's a class here and a class there. So if you've got a car and time and money, then you can be as social as you want. Um, my girls, we don't do a lot. We tend to be a little bit more introverted and that's just our family. We're, we're mm. quite introverted by nature. So we like our own company. 
we have lots of friends. We do plays, so people come over here or we go and meet up with them at a park. My girls, since the pandemic, because that broke homeschooling for everybody. Yeah. Everyone that was like, oh, we're homeschooling now and all us homeschoolers are going, no, you're not. You're, you're crisis schooling, you're, um, yeah, it, it wasn't the it's same. different. It mm. was very different. It was very stressful, very yeah. um, awkward and hard time for everyone, even for us as homeschoolers, because there was no social meetups. We couldn't go to the park. We couldn't go and do our classes here and there because they weren't allowed to run. So during the pandemic, we discovered Zoom, like everyone. Mm-hmm. So they connected with a few people over Zoom and we still connect with Zoom now and Messenger Kids. So they often hop okay. on and play like Minecraft with their friends and they'll call their friends that they've got the iPad propped up beside the computer and they're talking to each other and they're playing their Minecraft games and the noise is just something else. Oh, my goodness. I had to buy them headphones. So I'm like, <laughs> Drives you crazy. I'm over the noise. So we do that. We attend a church. So the girls go to church with us and they make friends through church. Um, I try and host here at my home. It's easiest for me because I'm actually only a single car family. So it makes it really awkward for us mm. to get out and do too much. I have people over here about once a month-ish for a play and just a social catch-up. So there's lots of different ways. And the girls play netball. We've just started netball again mm. this year. So we did last year as well and this year, which I love, team sports for that socialisation, that learning how to get along with your peers because you have to get along to play in a team. Yes. Now, we found sports really good um, and we had homeschool groups and youth clubs and church and all sorts of things. But I had to laugh one day because I had a lady come over and um, we were doing a cooking workshop in my kitchen and she's, she's like quizzing me on homeschooling. She's like, yeah, but how do your kids socialise? Like, do they have any friends? And just then the door burst open and three of my kids and probably five other kids, um, mostly Indigenous kids, all came flying in the house. They were just so loud. They're having the greatest time. You know, they're just running around doing everything and they ran past and she just goes, never mind. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> and another time I was on stage speaking um, at the Mind Forum in Sydney. Um, there was hundreds of people and I had my son Isaac with me and he was like 14 at the time and he was presenting with me. And he's, we're standing up there at the Q&A time and people were asking things like, are your children socialised? And I'm just like, my son is standing here on stage talking to 300 people <laughs> and it was just so funny um, Not and his 14 year olds do that with um no confidence he, and no he was I think he was was he 14 or 16 I can't remember when he spoke to a thousand people on stage and he's the most outgoing kid you'd ever meet um but in the same family you can have a really introverted child and you've raised them the same way and it's exactly the same if you're at public school or whatever. I've got a friend who said to me, I went to public school, I did all the things that they say to socialise and I am such an introvert and I would much rather be at home not talking to anyone. So, you know, you you just get them into all the things that they enjoy and you, you have neighbourhood friends and sports friends and all these things and then it's up to them how far they take that. It's just everybody's different. Absolutely. And I find that as homeschool kids, they're often socialised with a much wider range of ages. Yes. Like their friends aren't necessarily all 10. Their mm. friends can be younger and older and, you know, they exactly. learn how to interact with 
a wider range range. Like my 11-year-old my can hold quite a reasonably good conversation with an adult and she's getting much better at actually listening and responding and not just talking. <laughs> but she likes yeah. <laughs> yes, I find that um, is really lovely, the way that my kids would play with, someone would come over with a baby or a toddler and they'd go and play with them and, you know, entertain them for us. Yeah. Um, and then an adult would come over and they'd sit at the table and have a cuppa and it's like you say, you don't, you're not stuck in that peer group yeah. when you're homeschool. Um, one question was how do you raise kids that are not insular and weird? <laughs> Our kids are pretty weird, so I don't know. I don't know either. I'm sorry. My kids are weird. I'm weird. So they they, they were um, (laughs) They're going to learn from you. So if you're weird, they're going to be weird. But we're not insular. (laughs) No, we're not insular either. We're we're, we're quirky. I call it quirky. (laughs) I I like that term, quirky. Yes, we're definitely quirky family too. But, you know, that was one of the main reasons I didn't homeschool at first because I thought the same thing. I thought that kids would end up really weird and really socially inept if they homeschooled. And so we did the first two years at public school and then there was just so many. I'll talk, I've, I've talked about that in the intro, why we started homeschooling. Yeah. Um, and I just found... Um, I kept meeting homeschool kids because in the area we live, it's a bit like the Sunshine Coast. We've got a lot of um, people that homeschool. There's a lot of homeschool groups. It's very, it's very normal here. And yeah. um, I kept meeting homeschool kids that were the most loveliest kids and so creative and so talented. Um, and there was a couple of girls that worked at our local grocery store. And every time I met them, I thought, I want my kids to be like that. And so that's what persuaded me to homeschool because their kids were so amazing. And I was like, okay, that was not a real thing that I thought. <laughs> so, yeah. Perception is the weird thing and you kind of, it is. I hadn't really heard much about homeschooling in Australia before I started five years ago. I didn't know. I had no idea. And I've certainly watched it grow, especially in the last 12 months. Um, but in the last five years, the community has definitely grown. Mm. Every year there's more families looking into it, more people jumping on board and doing it. And there is, there are some big differences in the way you homeschool as well, as yes. you're probably well aware. Everything mm. from a distance education school mm-hmm. through to your unschooling. And it's a whole, it's a spectrum of different styles. So you can really do whatever works best for you and your family and your children. So, and your own confidence and confidence level as a parent too. Yes. And I think that's quite often the case is that you start with the very structured homeschooling through distance ed. Mm. Um, some people do and, mm. or, or through a distance ed school that is especially for homeschoolers. And then as you go along, you go, well, actually, I want to tweak this a bit. And this child actually suits this style of learning better while this one suits this style. And you sort of, Mm. I found that we swapped and changed curriculums over the 16 years that we homeschooled. And I used different curriculums for different kids. Because sometimes there was just, you know, one that learns very very creatively and visually, another one that's very bookwork, mathematical. um, And you can't do the same kind of style of schooling with all of them and that's the problem with um, all the kids being in a classroom it can be really difficult Mm. can't it absolutely Mm. and we get that opportunity as homeschool parents to be able to tailor that program that learning Mm. to 
to meet that child where they're at and they'll they'll um, often thrive more in that home environment to be able to learn the way that suits them best. So it's really quite good. Yeah. Okay, the other question that I get a lot and you probably get a lot is how do you do it all? How do you juggle it with little kids? We don't do it all. That's just well, don't do let's it just all. say I'm it right now. Say, I'll just say it right now. I don't do it all. You should see the baskets and washing. It's a good thing the camera's facing way because there's like. Why do you four- think I'm at the office? <laughs> Can't see the washing. I, I retreated down to the bedroom away from the children and the noise source because <laughs> they're out there drawing and creating storybooks. So they're doing their language arts lesson all by themselves. They're coloring, drawing pictures and awesome. writing stories together. So I'm like, oh, okay. You guys stay out there. I'm going to come in here and close the door. And yeah, that's why this camera is <laughs> narrow because you can't see all the. Yes. Did you have a baby while um, while you had a homeschooler, or was it always no? A, because a little I bit older? Two years between my girls, so I had a mm. year or so where I was working with my four year old, and mm-hmm. my then two and a half year old was not interested, and I never. Never tried to homeschool toddlers. I see lots of Americans that they like, oh, my two-and-a-half-year-old wants to do school. And I'm like, my two-and-a-half-year-old wanted to eat the pencils and run away. And the crayons. She was not at all interested in learning or sitting down to do school with her big sister. She was like, yeah. As it was, I had to coax her in as as a four-year-old to come and sit and do do little bits. So I think part of... Yeah, I think part of the reason people get so freaked out about the idea of homeschooling with a range of ages is their perception of homeschooling, would you say? Um, That it's school at home, everybody's sitting in a classroom. Yeah. So do you want to give a bit of a more realistic view of what homeschooling, a homeschooling day looks like? Uh, Well, on my channel, I've actually got about my last video that I just shared last week is actually a day in the life. Oh, perfect. I'll put a link to that below. (laughs) Yeah. I actually take you through what a day looks like for me here. Awesome. Um, we do sit down at desks and do schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Um, not every day. Most days we do. Like I said, I'm pretty traditional in that regard. Um, and because my girls are only two years apart, so they're only a school grade apart. So one's working in grade three. I have to stop and think. Okay. And, one's working <laughs> in, and one's working in about a grade four, three, four level. Like there's grade three and four or four and five, depending on. Mm-hmm. the subject yeah the subject sort of and just yeah so they're about that level we're not I'm not too stressed about grade levels which is why you know putting them into public schools like hang on I know I was the same my kids would get asked what grade are you in and they'd be looking at me like grade am I in it mum <laughs> like well in this subject you're doing grade four work and in this subject you're doing grade three work and so yeah it's kind of it's much more flex. Can you just give us a little overview of what your school day looks like? So we start our schoolwork. I aim to start about 9, 9.30 if we can get it down. Um, so we'll start our day with our Bible. Then we do, the girls do a little spelling activity sheet. So just a, an A4 page that's something fun that they actually really love. So I might be writing their words in rainbow colours or rolling a dice and matching up the number and writing that word out. Then they do their language lesson, which I will sit with them depending on the child. My youngest, I still sit with usually and help her with it. My oldest, I'll go and help her read it, make sure she's got it, then leave her to work independently. Um, and then we'll do maths and then we'll have morning tea somewhere in amongst that time because they're always eating. <laughs> I will literally be making food snacks almost all day. 
it's kind of part and parcel, isn't it, of having kids at home? <laughs> Pretty much. I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry again, really. I just the fed fridge you. is right there. <laughs> Go and find something. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Um, and then we'll break, we'll have lunch, and then after lunch we'll come back and we do our, I call it a loop, So they don't, but they don't really loop. Um, and our elective subjects, I don't know. So after lunch we'll do like yesterday we did our zoology, so our science lesson. We did an art lesson and we did, no, that was all we did yesterday. And other days we might do our HAS, so that's Humanities and Social Sciences, mm-hmm. which can cover a variety of different things. So we're doing Australia at the moment. We're currently learning about Queensland. So we've been researching Queensland and learning about different parts of our state, different landmarks. We're about to start doing a research project on, um, oh, my gosh, I've gone blank on the name. The guy that discovered the Brisbane River. I've completely gone blank on his name. <laughs> I can't remember either. <laughs> so after have to ask the kids. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll know, but I'm not gonna, not even going to go there. Um, so <laughs> it'll do that. We made a little model of Australia with that the other day. So then we did Haas. Um, some days we'll do PE, so I'll take them outside and we'll play some netball training skills and drills. Um, some days we'll do history, uh, uh, history, so I'm reading Story of the World, so we'll read a, mm-hmm. a little bit out of that and we'll do some activities. So sometimes it's crafts to do with that, like, making the beads from a from a like a jade bead to make a Chinese jade bracelet. Um, we do a bit of Australian history through our house as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we're usually done. Mm. If they've actually gotten in and worked hard, we can be done by about 1 o'clock. Yep. Sorry. And this is one thing that I found with my kids when they're really little, like you said, an hour or two, that's mm. it. But you are teaching them throughout the day. Oh, yeah. if it's not sit down it's like while you're cooking you're explaining things and while you're going for a walk you're talking about nature and it's all very intertwined because it becomes part of your mindset doesn't it yeah um but then as they get older into the teenage years then they're working you know pretty much a school day hours mm. um and but you know I never really had to get them to the stage where they were working till 10 o'clock at night like we did at high school I don't know if you ever no, had yes. that at high school but um you know I think it's at high school there's so much interruption mm. um there's so many other things going on there's distractions and so you're not sitting and focusing quite as much as you can mm. on your own which yeah. if for those of you who worked at home during the pandemic you'll know what I mean like Sometimes you're like, oh, thank goodness we don't have all those meetings because I can get so much more done. It's kind of like that with school and homeschooling, I find. Yeah. It's like if you teach your kids from really young to be self-motivated and to um, be able to learn on their own, like your kids are doing right now, mm. working on their stories, um, as they get older, they just buckle down and get done what they have to, to get done. And I know some homeschool kids, like my, my nephew, for instance, he'd get up at six and he'd be done by you know, before lunch because he wanted to have the other half of the day to work. Mm. Um, And so you've got that flexibility, which I love about homeschooling. Absolutely. I know some kids that will, yeah, get up at six, have Mm. it all done by eight, nine o'clock, so they're done and they've got the rest of the day to play. They got up early. Exactly. My girls aren't quite that motivated. (laughs) Um. (laughs) That's right. I mean, but it's nice having that flexibility though, and, and I find at different ages they sort of change around what they do oh. and it's good. Do you have 
Um, what's your morning routine like before school? Do you get them to do chores and things or how do you work in your family? So we tend to do, so we're um, probably a little bit too screen heavy a family. I'm, I'm trying to pull it back mm. in, but it's really hard. I think most families struggle with that. <laughs> Well, my husband's an IT guy, so and I'm quite technical as well. So we tend to both be, and because, like yourself, I'm on social media, so I try and make mm. sure I'm there, checking messages, responding to people, sharing content, yeah. and all that sort of stuff, which means I'm on my phone. Um, mm-hmm. So therefore, my kids see me on my phone, and they're like, well, then we want to be on a screen. So they'll have a little bit of screen while they defrost, as I say. My kids are really, have always been... My three-year-old, when she was three, she'd wake up like a teenager. She'd stagger out of bed. Oh, no. Already um, started. So she started as a three-year-old. They've never woken up particularly and bounced out of bed apart from Christmas morning. Um, so we, we have a very slow start to the day, very chill. Yeah. We'll do breakfast. And then I send them down to make their beds, do their hair, brush their teeth, get dressed, all of those sorts of things. So by the time they've done all of that, I've done my own breakfast and my own hair and that, that sort of stuff. And then we start our schoolwork, like I said, around that nine o'clock mark. So they, mm-hmm. yeah, they do a few jobs, not lots. Um, they have a couple of jobs that are set throughout the week that they are required yeah. to do. I've started them doing their own washing. So they're supposed to take That's that good. basket, fold it and put it away. They'll feed the dog some mornings. They, My eight-year-old loves cleaning the toilet. So that's her job. <laughs> I don't complain. And my, my 10-year-old bathroom sink, so she'll wipe all of that yeah. down and my one cleans the toilet. So they do that at least once a week for me. So that's mm-hmm. pretty much their jobs. And then other stuff is we ask them to do it. Yeah. I find that having those set chores for each child really worked for us um, mm-hmm. because then if something didn't get done, you knew, you knew who to ask. Um, yeah. So there was one, one daughter on bathroom and toilet, one on floors, you know, all the vacuuming and the mopping um one on bins and tidying the outside verandas um I can't remember a oh, one on washing um and that just happened like clockwork they knew they had to get that done every morning especially as they got older um yep. and then people would say to me how do you have time to work and homeschool and do everything else I'm like well I don't do a lot of housework my kids yep. do the dishes and my husband um, yep. I generally do the cooking with a bit of help sometimes. Now it's more because they're older. Um, yep. And then they each have their chores. So they basically each had a section of the house to look after. Um, mm. So I was more doing deep cleaning type stuff on Saturdays. Mm. Um, so I'd get up in the morning and start, you know, my morning routine and get a bit of work done. And then I'd oversee them doing their schoolwork while doing my work and cooking yeah, but I didn't have to spend all day doing chores because we just all got in and did it. And I think for yeah. those people who asked, how do you how do you keep up with everything and how do you juggle everything? You've got to get the family involved. Absolutely. Um, and not Very try good. and do it all yourself. My husband is really supportive. He does a lot. Oh, He'll that's even, good. He cooks probably three or four nights a week at least. Oh, that must be I wonderful. <laughs> He's great. He's actually really quite good. Um, I've taught him a lot. He'll... um. He'll follow books like he loves. He'll cook recipes out of your cookbook as well. We we'll follow a recipe along together and um, do that sort of stuff. And there's, there's meals that we we'll cook together, so we sort of both yeah. cook at the same time, which makes it go faster, so that we can actually eat yes. quicker. Um, because we're on a little bit of acreage here, we don't have a lot of animals. We've only got chickens, so 
And we have a bit of a unique living situation in as much as my parents live on property with us. So nice. they have they had their own separate house, sort of, mm-hmm. like connected to ours, but they have their mm-hmm. own separate bathroom, kitchen, lounge, living area. And that's right down like the other end of our house. Mm-hmm. So mum helps us. She looks after the chickens as well. She's out. She's not out with the kids at the moment, but the kids know grandma's there. If they need something, they'll probably yes. go and have her rather than coming and bashing on my door and yeah. annoying me. So that makes it a little bit easier. But mum doesn't really help me with the homeschooling of the children. It's not her thing. She's um, actually a retired teacher. So she's not really keen <laughs> on the homeschooling thing. Um, That's funny. <laughs> I know. She, she doesn't really like it. She's gotten better with it. Yeah. But I don't think she loves it. I think she's still waiting for me to actually send the kids to school. Um, yeah. So we just don't talk about it. Yeah. We just. It, it sounds like we have a very, had a very similar situation because I was always two doors down from mum, three different houses. I was two doors down from mum. And so yeah. I did have that support all the time. And mum mm. wasn't, my mum and dad weren't that keen on us homeschooling either. Um, you know, it was kind of like, well, you guys went to school and you turned out all right kind of thing. But. It was just so many things that led to it and then so many other people homeschooling and then my sisters started homeschooling and I was like, well, I'm going to homeschool too. And they're like, you can't homeschool. You're not organised enough. I'm like, I'm going to (laughs) homeschool. I'm a very creative person, so a bit flowy, you know. The kitchen would be a mess and I'd be sitting on the floor drawing with the kids, but that's okay. We got through it. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Happy kids. As long as the kids were at the end of the day, I say to myself, are the kids alive? tick are they fed tick is that is there um are they happy yes excellent job's done that's the main thing they look like a tornado has been through it um that's pretty normal never clean like it's it's never it's never dirty dirty it's just never there's there's always yeah art projects here because we're we're quite creative too myself as well and my kids so there's always yeah there's always mess everywhere. You'll see that if you ever watch any of my YouTube videos, you'll see that I, I don't tend to um, tidy up and make it. You keep beautiful. it real. Oh yeah, I keep it real. That's I'm what real. we like. That's what we like. I'm such a I yeah. I don't I don't try and pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm very much who I am. And if you ever came to my house, you'd see that my house is like that. I've actually made some really great connections through Instagram with people like yourself. Another really good friend of mine who also homeschools. She and I have met up in real life through we met through instagram and we've met up in real life we're both like yep we are like we say we are on socials so it's really lovely yeah and i think as the kids get older it does get easier to keep things tidy but when they're young and they've got craft stuff and toys and schoolwork everywhere it's gonna be it's gonna be a bit messy (laughs) well the older they get so don't expect perfection in your home (laughs) <laughs> lower your expectations yes and learn to handle mess and just be able to go you know what it's okay that's why we don't homeschool at dining room table I started out at dining table and I got over it because the dining table would just be covered with schoolwork and papers and books because we weren't finished something so we'd shove it aside and then we'd go to eat dinner and it's like um it's just there's nowhere no yeah. to eat tea so we actually bought tables and that's why we actually have a schoolroom now was so that I can oh, go, that's well, great. school room is there, school stuff and their tables, their tables are always messy. There's always art on them or computers out or papers and books and stuff. So, yeah, you, yeah. Just, you just have to learn to have grace for yourself, grace for mm. the house and know that, you know what, it's okay. 
And then during like the school holiday breaks and stuff, I tend to binge clean and tidy and everything beautiful and perfect. And then we get back into school and a week later it's trashed. But it's okay. <laughs> I remember those days well. Yeah, my house is a lot tidier nowadays. I would love to hear a bit more about the curriculum you use if you want to share some about that. So, yeah, I'm a curriculum girl. I use Masterbooks, which is an American curriculum, which everyone goes, oh, how can you use an American curriculum in Australia? You really tweak. Quite <laughs> you tweak it as you go. Yeah. So especially the biggest issue is like maths and measurement and stuff. And at the grades that my kids are at at the moment, it's not a big deal. I sat down with my oldest maths book the other night and it was a page of like one, one mile equals how many, whatever it is, I've forgotten the imperial conversions. I don't pay that much attention to it. And I just got out my whiteout and I whited out the American mm-hmm. measurements and put in the metric. One yep. me- 100 metres is one one equals what? Kilometres. Yeah. You know, how many centimetres equals how many metres and things like that. So I just do a straight swap mm. like that with that concept. Um, so... And if there's like a little square to do the perimeter and it's five centim- and it's five inches long, five cent- five inches by five inches, I just say it's five centimetres. Yeah. It doesn't matter in that regard because they're not actually measuring it and drawing it out. They're just learning the concept of doing the perimeter. Mm. So we use Masterbooks Math Lessons for a Living Education, their Language Lessons for a Living Education, their Charlotte Mason Inspired. So the lessons... Oh, I love Charlotte eight- Mason. That's what we used... Yeah, so the lessons are they have lots of stories in the in the lesson every mm-hmm. week. There's a little story that they link it into what they're taught, sort of teaching about, which I love. And the lessons they take is about 15, 20 minutes if the kids actually, 15 minutes if they can focus and actually do mm-hmm. it. Um, sometimes a little bit longer. As, they, as my oldest has gotten older, like I'm looking at her book now and the lessons have grown slightly, but they're not, they're not long. There's not lots of busy work as they would be in a school mm. room sit and wait for their classmates to catch up. So we use yeah. masterbooks for maths and language. The, ma- the language side of things, I haven't noticed anything that's been, you know, apart from a few words like your mom versus mum. <laughs> I've dealt with that since the beginning and we've just always talked yeah. about all Americans spell it with the O, we spell it with the U. And, mm. and, they say and it's, it's kind of handy fun. knowing that. Because living online as we do these days, you kind of have to know, oh, that's the American spelling. That's the English spelling. Well, even the word like colour, for example, Mm. spell it with the O-U-R, but O-R is the American spelling. But it's becoming a lot more widely used these days. And you're seeing the O-U-R spelling of colour. So we're becoming a really globalised kind of, which is a bit, you know, my mother has conniptions, I'm sure. Doesn't really. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind, but as long as they know how to go, okay. So we use an S, or they use a Z, and vice versa, mm. and things like that. So it doesn't it doesn't make a big difference. Um, we use their so their zoology is from Masterbooks as well, which I really love because once again, it's that fifteen minute lesson. We're reading from a beautiful mm. book, lots of great yeah. pictures, and then just a very simple fill in the blank kind of activity sheet which is great, or sometimes there's like a little code to crack to fill in the sheet with or mazes or like the last one they did was they we were talking about dinosaurs and they drew their own dinosaur, what they thought they could make their own dinosaur, what would it be kind of thing. So that was a bit mm. of fun. Um, that's our science. Our art, I'm using Evans Moore, which is how to teach art to children. So it's for grades one to six. 
So it starts really basically um, learning yeah. about line and shape, colour, and you go through the different elements of art, which is really good. Um, our house is actually my friend Jamie, the one I was talking about earlier. She's just created this program. So it's house. So it's done by an Australian homeschooling mum for an Australian homeschool family. So it's fantastic because it's actually done. Oh, you'll have to give us the link for that one as well. <laughs> sure. I can show you. I can share the link with Jamie. She's just redone it all because she did it one way and then was like, oh, hang on. I can't sustain that. So she's just tweaked it all and she's changing it. So there's a 10-week program, um, Australia and Me. So we're, we're part, part of the way through that. So it's been really good because, like I said, oh, it's, it's written by an Australian for an Australian homeschooling market. So many mm-hmm. of the curriculums aren't actually either Australian or they're not written for homeschoolers. They're written for classrooms that people have tried to pull into a homeschool thing where I find that there's lots and lots of busy work or lots of activities, yeah, things that just don't work in when you've only got like one or two kids or maybe mm. three kids that are doing it, you know. In, in, in your group, discuss this or in your group, you know, we're going yeah. to play a game of, of tag. I have yeah. <laughs> two children. Tag. Yeah. yeah. So I found that was really frustrating, which is why yeah. I went to all the American stuff because it was actually written for a homeschool mindset. Oh, yeah. It was done yeah. for homeschoolers, by homeschoolers, which is why I like mm. masters because they are all like the lady that's done their language lessons is a homeschool mum. She's homeschooled her. Yeah like 12 children or something crazy whoa she, yeah she's got a lot of kids they're not all hers biologically like they've done a lot of okay. adopting, which is really cool yeah um mm. so she does all that sort of stuff so they they know what they're doing when it comes to yeah. curriculum so yeah, yeah i love master books i use a lot of their stuff i've used a little bit of the good and the beautifuls um which is a very popular one here in australia now i've used a bit of their science units and i've used the unit study style stuff from gather around homeschool which is another new curriculum company so they do family style learning so that basically the concept is that you might learn for a season on space and you buy the unit on space and it covers everything from your history maths not not math sorry history language arts science social studies all those sorts of things are incorporated into the one thing while you're learning about space and she has a range of different workbooks. So if you buy it digitally, which is what I usually do, and then print them mm. here at home. So it goes from like pre-K, so pre-writers right through until high school. And they're all learning about the same thing, but the workbooks are leveled. So each child can work at their appropriate level. Yeah. So it's a really nice concept too. That's pretty much the kind of thing we did. We use sunlight mostly. Yep. So that is an American curriculum, but the, um, the books are very um world history focused and all of that kind of thing and then I did my own uh, I made up my own section on Australian history just collecting books from that were recommended by other homeschoolers and used that Charlotte Mason style to teach the Australian uh, the Australian history Um, Mm. but it's that family learning where you do you sit down in the morning and you read really good books all together on different subjects so literature history, science, all that kind of thing. And then they have their own workbooks and their own um, assignments and things that are age appropriate. Um, But there's a lot of discussion as a group and there's a lot of practical um, ideas to, you know, looking at maps or globes together and working out 
where this happened and looking at a timeline and while this was happening in history, what else was happening in history at this time? Oh, my goodness, I didn't know that was at the same time. You know, all of that Mm. stuff is just really great to do together. Um, We read some really good books together and that's some of the most precious memories that we have of when my kids were younger um, sitting and reading together in the mornings. Um, And then they had their own reading um, that was their age level or their reading level um, that they did on their own as well. Um, Mm. So we started off very structured with school at home um, and it just didn't suit us quite as well. And I found as time went on, I just wanted to get more flexibility in there. So that's when I started using different curriculums and I used the maths online for the kids, which is the Australian maths. Mm. And that has all the checking online. So I didn't have to sit down and check all their work. It was all done uh, automatically. And if they had something go wrong, then I could sit down and watch the video with them and help them understand it. But otherwise they were working on their own, which I loved. Um, We did learning language arts through literature, um, a lot of literature-focused stuff, a lot of nature-based learning. um, And it just was... Why not? Yeah. Um, It was just such a lovely way to learn together. And as they get older, um, I've had this question a lot as well, how does it change as they get older? Um, You do have to focus more on the... Um, like if you want, if your kids want to go to uni, especially, um, you've got to focus more on the bookwork type stuff as they get older. And it's really dependent on the character and what of the child and what they want to do in life, um, what their goals are. And you you just keep talking through that, just like you do with kids in high school to figure out which direction they want to go. Um, Isaac was the one that was very maths and language focused. Um, and computer coding and all that kind of stuff. So by the time he got to the end of grade 10, I was just like, this is too hard for me. I can't teach you Chinese. I can't teach you Japanese. I can't teach you computer coding and I do not understand your maths. So he started going, <laughs> so he started um, distance ed through Queensland distance ed yep. for grade 11 and 12 because yep. that way he could, he could do, you know, Chinese and computer coding and all that with the teacher's help. Yeah. Um, he kept doing some of the stuff on his own, though. Like, for instance, he taught himself Japanese. He was conversational in one year. Wow. Um, he's just, he's, I mean, he's got the OCD brain, so he does the super focused thing and he can yeah. just learn languages and maths and things like that. Um, and that's where and you so- go with your wiring and your, your kids' passions. And that's where that's you're it. always on that unschooling kind of yes, you know it's it's a like I said it's a spectrum. You can't be it hard is. fast on it. You really can't. And you have to be led a little bit by each child. Like mm. what's their what's the way that they naturally mm. um, thrive? I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. Um, so that was that was great for him because he was starting to lose focus with me towards that age. He was starting to get slack, but once he um, started the distance ed, he did really well. Um, But he didn't decide to go to uni. He thought he'd have a year off and do some work at a, there's a private school up here that um, homeschool, has a homeschool department that has like 600 families or something in their homeschool department. That's Jubilee Christian College in our area. And so he, yeah, so he started working there formatting their curriculum. Oh, so wow. that's 
Yeah, so he's been doing that for a couple of years now and he was just going to do it for a little while, but he loves it and it's just perfect for him. So he hasn't ended up going to uni yet. I mean, he still may um, and that's completely fine. Like, he's still, what, yeah. 20 something? 20, yeah. Yeah, he's good. And, he's and, good. and I think that's um, something that people often ask is how can they go to uni if they've, done homeschooling there's so many different paths into uni so many different paths I I went through public school till the end of grade 11 and then we went overseas traveling so I did homeschooling for two years because I didn't manage to get it all done in um, one year and when I got back to Australia I had not quite the right um, qualifications or, or paperwork or whatever to get into uni mm. but I wanted to do art so I just took my portfolio in and said can I have a can I have a you know a meeting to see and they looked at my portfolio and said yep you're in so you know it can be so many different ways to get into uni mm. um, so you don't there's actually I think there's about six different ways and um, I won't yeah. go through them all here but people can um, do a bridging course like kids can do a bridging course through TAFE there's all sorts of ways um, but, yeah, so that's a bit of an example from my family. The ATAR, like whatever it is now, the, the school mm. that you get from grade 12, it's only really in that first 12 months, I believe, after you've left grade 12 that you need it to get in. Anything mm. beyond that, you can apply as what they call a mature age student. Mature age and, student. And they don't really look at your schooling history that much anymore either. No. So it's more about your experience and your, you know, yeah. yeah. And I think it's good for kids to have a year off and mm. work for a bit before they go to uni because they need to raise a bit of money to get there because it's expensive if they want to go. Um, yes. and, and also just to figure out what they want to do because I think most people find they start off in one area and then they go, mm. actually, no, that's not what I want to do. <laughs> so it's good to grow up a little and then figure, yeah. as you figure it out. So I've got one, someone asked what my kids are doing now. My eldest is 24. She'll be 25 in July. Um, she did a horticulture traineeship through um, local, um, it's native fruit orchards where it's all organic and using Indigenous growth methods and it's really cool. She did her traineeship through them That's and cool. my second child, my son, also um, worked for them. So they've both worked in horticulture. Um, they're both doing that part-time still. Um, she's also looking for some other work at the moment, but mostly gardening stuff. And then my, yeah, my second child, he's doing part horticulture, part woodwork or yep. working on woodwork for my online store, learning from my dad who's a um, really talented woodcarver. And yep. my Isaac's working formatting um, for the school doing the computer work and my youngest daughter is working part-time at a motel but the most of her time is spent doing artwork um, for commissions so yeah, yeah. you just never know <laughs> no. yeah they're all going to be different and they're all working within their passion and the things that they exactly. enjoy and they're good at so that's yeah and that's what you want for your kids and for yourself it is. You, know, you don't yeah you don't want them stuck in a nine-to-five job that they hate no, let, let them be a bit creative and figure mm. it out. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say to parents who say, I'm scared to homeschool because I'm not a teacher and I don't know if I can give them everything they need? Well, you've been teaching them since they were born. 
you were their first teacher. When your child was born, you've been teaching them how to, you know, to, how to crawl, how to sit, how to eat, how to talk. You've been teaching them from the beginning. You don't need to be a qualified teacher. There's no, no law in Australia that says you must have a degree in teaching to homeschool your child. You learn with them. You learn alongside them. Sometimes you're a step ahead just so you can feel like you're a step ahead. Other times I'm, I tend to be very honest <laughs> with my kids and go, I don't know. Let's look it up together and we'll learn about it together. And exactly. we go that way because teachers don't know it all either. And you can't, my husband said this, we were talking about stuff last night and he was like, well, you know what? Your kids are going to get more from you at home with them one-on-one or one-on-two or three or whatever versus what they're going to get in the classroom with a one teacher versus 30 kids. Yeah. So you don't need to have it all. No, and we definitely learned together. I felt like there was so much that I'd forgotten from high school and uni. Um, and we had to, I had to relearn it with them. But it was great because seeing it through their eyes, mm. you learn it so much better as an adult probably anyway. But yeah. um, it was such a lovely learning experience. And I always say to people the main thing you need to do is teach your children to love learning and to love figuring things out and love problem solving and then they can learn anything and they will yeah. go you know start getting interested in a subject um, and they'll just take off in it because they've learned how to research they've learned how to find things out for themselves and that's that's what you've got to teach yeah. them is that foundation yeah absolutely and we live in an information rich world so I mean I try and have we have a huge collection of books. So the girls Same. can go and up stuff in books. Um, I'm always buying books. I've got an order coming <laughs> from Book Club, which is the one oh, that's nice. school. So if you don't yeah. know the homeschool, you can actually access Book Club, same yeah. as the schools. And you get all the great, you actually get more perks as a homeschool family than what you do as a parent buying from the school. So they do it like a 20% reward system. So if you buy books from them, so I just bought $70 worth of books and I got $14 back straight up wow. that I can then spend again on my next order of books. So it's been so good. good. I know, it's great. So I've got two book club orders coming through and that's really cool. And It's like Christmas all- every time they arrive, isn't it? Oh, I know, it's great. <laughs> I've got to actually stash some of these because they're for Easter, which is, you know, we tend to do books for Easter for our kids. So we that's have nice. a huge collection of library of, of books. We mm-hmm. go to the library as well to get books too when we can get there. Um. But unfortunately, I'm a bit terrible, but I'm a bit of a, hey, Siri. Yeah. <laughs> and we look stuff up. You know, we ask Siri and we ask Google and we learn to look stuff up that way as well. Yeah. Which. That's life know, now, isn't it? It is It is life now. And the kids I mean, know. Hey, they, I've been to the doctors and the doctors looked things up on the internet. So, hey, <laughs> if they can do it, yes, I can. That's true. I have seen my GP Googling stuff and he's yeah. popped up. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> But it's learning, teaching them too how to know what's reliable information then versus mm. what is personal opinion. Yes. Because anyone can publish a website. Anyone can have a blog like yourself. And, yeah. you know, your, your blog is great. You're very researched and you have your information and it's factual. But someone else could go ahead and publish a different blog on gut health and say the exact opposite of you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you've got to teach the children and learn yourself too how to distinguish between fact and fiction and mm. opinion and truth because there's always 
and you know trying to teach my children to be discerning and go well you know there's the truth there's the facts and then there's you know your version of that as well because everyone yeah. has and what works for you and things like that depending on what it is so we really worked on that even with history so we'd read a mm. book that looked at the that period of history from one viewpoint and then we'd read a book that looked at it from another viewpoint um you know for instance you'd read Australian history and it's written mm. by white people and yep. it's completely different than the um, history written by Bruce Pascoe so we read that as well mm. um, we tried to make sure that they understood you have to look at things um, with discernment like you're saying that it's just never as simple as it seems <laughs> um, and learning to find out the answers for yourself and not rely on what the media says or what you've yeah. been told by your friends and your peers look into things dig deep and um, yeah. learn for yourself and I think that is a really amazing skill for kids to have absolutely it definitely yeah. is the life skill because it's something that mm. you still even now as an adult to be able to look at something and go well hang on is that what's true? the other side of the story <laughs> yeah what's yeah what's going on so yeah definitely yeah Mm. Um, so you've mentioned a couple of good sources for books. Where else do you get your homeschool books? So I, I have a few places. I love Book Depository. Yeah. They are great because they do free shipping on books, which shipping on books can be an absolute killer, <laughs> you know, because they're, they're heavy. So I like Book Depository. I love Book Club. Big W and Kmart these days now are bringing in lots of great books at really good prices. That's so true. Find really good little gems tucked away in there. Um, curriculum, I tend to buy from either Masterbooks from their website. Like I said, I buy the PDFs and print them myself. Mm -hmm. Or there's another a local supplier for them now, Welcome Home Education, and they're based in New South Wales. Cool. So they're they're actually in the, in the flood zone, unfortunately. So oh. they're a little bit struggling at the moment to get stuff out. I don't think they're flooded, but postage delays and all that sort of stuff yeah. but they're really good I've bought books from them um, mm -hmm. and they have a great collection of American curriculum stuff that they've imported to Australia so you pay a little bit less than what you would buying it from there and you don't have to pay the U.S. shipping prices because yeah. you would know buying some like curriculum books getting them shipped from the U.S. to Australia is like oh, yeah it's and like it's probably half the it's probably half the cost is shipping sometimes. It feels like I always picked and chose what I ordered. Like I didn't just get the whole lot. Well, I yeah. did a couple of times early on, but that was years ago when shipping wasn't as much. But you also have to be careful if you're ordering from overseas not to go over, is it 1000 Because then you get charged tax. Oh, okay. I can't remember. Yeah, so you do get charged import taxes as if you're a store, you know, oh, wow. um, as if you're a business, if you go over a certain amount. So there's all of that kind of thing. There's a lot of homeschool forums um, and groups that you can go on to help mm. you with all this stuff if you're new. Do you have recommendations of some so, good ones? Facebook has quite a few good groups, like the Homeschool, Home Education Queensland group. The mm -hmm. ladies that are in there, the administrators have done some fantastic guides that will guide you through signing mm. up and like the different distance education schools, because there's lots of different DE schools. You've mentioned yeah. Jubilee and then there's a whole mm -hmm. bunch of others as well. Then there's other um, options. So like myself, I'll register through the HEU, which is the home education. Same. So yeah, that's I who we did. went through. Yeah. And that's in Queensland who you go through is that if you do your own thing and you have to do your reporting to them, which isn't a big deal. 
but every state is different. So depending on your state, they have different requirements. I know New South Wales, you have an AP come and visit you and they come and look at your program, meet your kids, but you get two, you can get like two years registration. Whereas here in Queensland, we only get 12 months. Yeah. Or 10 technically, because you've got to do yeah, your true. So mm. it's not terrible. Um, I think WA has a similar system to New South Wales. I'm not sure about Victoria or Tassie. I think they're a little bit more relaxed again. So if you, once again, if you ask Google, you should be able (laughs) the keywords will be your state, homeschool requirements, and the government will have a list of them. Yeah. As to what you're required to have. And and each state has their own home education unit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Forgot what question I was going to ask you there. It'll come back to me. Sure. Um, okay, so here's a little curly question. I'm actually a teacher and one of my kids just won't listen to me. Ideas? <laughs> I'll let you answer that one. That's oh, a hard one. Kids don't always <laughs> listen at the end of the That's day. That's life. <laughs> the, the biggest thing is, I don't know this person's situation, but the best advice that I've seen talked about lots and I didn't have to do it, but I know a lot of people that do and I've always said to people, if your kids have been in school, so if they've come from a schooling environment, you need to spend a period of time, be it a month, two or three, depending on the child and how long, how great the trauma might have been, is to call, but I'll untie my tongue, is de-schooling. So you spend a period yeah. of time at home where the kids just decompress, heal from whatever's happened, get over it and adjust to being back at home and seeing you their parent in that teacher light because mm. it is a different it is a different thing my girls are very lucky in that they've always seen me as teacher so they know they have to listen to me but they still have moments where they're like I don't want to do school and I we have a very open and honest conversation with them I'm like well at the end of the day I'm sorry sweetheart mommy has to educate you whether I do that here at home with me or whether we enroll you into school and you go to out school, they call it, and go into classes. And <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not sure where they got that term from. But it works. you have to go to school and do school that way. And what do you want to do? Do you want to stay here with me or do you want to go to school? And they both tend to go, mm, stay here and do it with you. Well, then you need to listen <laughs> to me and do what you want. So depending yeah. on the child that might work, that kind of conversation, um, you might find that you're, the kid needs to learn a certain way, teaching to the yeah. child where they're at, that learning style, whether they're hands-on, or auditory, visual can help too. But mm-hmm. I yeah. think one thing we, we really found that if you focused on the relationship first, that's the most yeah. important thing, um, and get... Like if you're having a really bad day or your kids are having a bad day and they're screaming and running around and not listening or whatever, put the schoolwork down, get outside with a picnic blanket, have some books and a picnic and just laze around and read books together. Um, do something that builds the relationship. Go for a swim, go for a bushwalk together. Um, get out the paints and make crazy finger paintings together. Do something fun that yeah. they go, I like being with mum. I yeah. want to have fun together with mum. Um, do things that are enjoyable as a family and then start bringing the harder schoolwork back in when that relationship is restored because if you don't have that good relationship, they're not going to learn. And if there's a lot of stress, if you're going, 
you have to do this right now, sit down right now. They're not going to learn. We don't learn like that. No. You've got to have peace and calmness in in some ways. I mean, there's going to be a bit of chaos, but if you've got anxiety and stress, yeah, <laughs> organised chaos. Happy chaos, that's what I call yeah. it. Um, yeah. If, you, if, there's a, if there's that anxiety and that stress and anger, um, you've got to calm that down first before mm. you can teach. Absolutely. That relationship has to be your number one. Because mm. otherwise your kids are going to hate you, they're going to hate school, and you're not going to get anywhere. They're not going to learn. No, not going to learn. Oh, they'll learn one thing. They'll learn how to hate you and how to hate school. Yeah. <laughs> how, to, how to be an angry person. Yeah, and that's not what you want. No. Um, so if if someone's feeling really overwhelmed, how would you, I think that's probably even we've just answered that. Yeah. Stop. Go. Right. Go play for a while. <laughs> the, the beauty yeah. of homeschooling is that you don't have to be bound by Monday mm. to Friday, nine to three. Learning has to happen in those timeframes. If you're a family mm. that are night people, you might find your kids do schoolwork better at night. You know, yeah. do it at night, but take a break. Yeah, read a book together. Go and do an art, do some painting, do some play doh if your kids are younger. You know, or even if they're not young, young. I still find yeah. that kids of all ages love play doh or something therapeutic about it, or you know, make a loaf of bread together and get them kneading and doing that exactly that kind of hands-on thing. Make a cake. Um, you know, go go to the library. Go on a go on a field trip. Take a, take a take a breath from school and yeah. know that it's okay and that yeah. by having a day off or even having a week off because if you've been sick or your kids have been sick or something's not, you know, there's, there's a big stress in the family, something, something's happened, it's okay to take a week off school and just let them play. Yeah, It will be there when you come back. And if you're not following the school term, it's okay. We, we we kind of follow it, but not really at the same time. Um, we, yeah, it depends on what's happening in our world, whether like because of the sport, I sort of follow up with netball. It makes it a little bit easier because of training and games and all of that. Um, but outside of that, sometimes we'll do like a four weeks on and one week off. And then that, that week off is my week that I will get a whole bunch of housework done and tidy yeah. up and the kids can just have a, a week off to decompress and then we get back in the next week and everything's happy. But we holiday as a family in off seasons. So we mm, don't same. go away during school holiday. I'm like, mm. nope, I don't have to. My husband isn't yeah. a teacher. We're not required to holiday in those, you know, set two weeks of a year. So we take time off usually in November and go away when it's nowhere near as busy or crowded or crazy and we love it. It's great. Yeah, we always did that too because we learned the hard way that, um, you can't get into places you want to get into because it's too busy on school holidays and it costs more. Yep. So you may as well just do it off season kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. That's the flexibility is one of the biggest benefits of homeschooling. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So what do you do when you have to try and keep your kids calm and productive in wet weather? There's a lot of that going on at the moment. People oh. are stuck inside. Um, kids are climbing the walls, maybe, you know, there's going to be a lot of families that probably have kids in caravans and all sorts of things at the mm -hmm. moment because of um, all that's been going on. How can, like, what do you do? What's some tips? Well, 
to be honest, I actually send my kids out to play in the rain. If it's not, yes, <laughs> so did I. If it's not actually bucketing if down it's not. Rain and they are really like if it's like safe, lightning. If it's safe, mm-hmm. I have sent my kids out rain rain boots, yes. raincoat. Off you go. Go and play in the trampoline. Go burn some energy. Go outside and play. It's okay. If it's a storm, obviously not. No, um, but they do things like that. There's lots of great. Um, kids exercise videos on youtube so if you type in kids youtube there's yoga and there's things like um different like dance games and stuff that they can do so you know pop one of those on and get the kids to do a dance workout in the lounge room just clear the space push the couches back and things like that (laughs) um we have a nintendo switch and it has i have the the sports the pe game for that so they'll do some of that really wet um, if the weather's really terrible and they're really feeling anxious about it, learn about it. Go and study mm. that weather pattern so the kids can understand what's going on because um, knowledge brings reassurance more often than not. It can bring fear, yes, but it can bring an understanding of going, okay, well, we know what it's happening and whatnot. And if you have a week off because it's just really wet and the kids are driving, you know, they're not wanting to learn or focus. But I often find that my kids get bored anyway. And that yeah. school gives them something to do. Mm-hmm. If we don't do school, like over that long Christmas period. Yeah, I was just thinking of that. But, you know, you, school ends in December-ish. Once Christmas is done, They're bored. they tend to get a bit twitchy. Like mm. they've, done, they've done what they want to do and they start to get a bit twitchy and bored. So I start pulling out activities, school, you know, revision stuff and activity sheets and go, okay, here, do this or do that. Um, they, they tend to not get as bored then. They don't do yeah. that. I'm bored. Yeah. Well, we always had new books for the new year. So it was like, when yeah. can we open them? <laughs> yeah, we so did. It was all very excited. They were, they were excited to start school this year because it was all yeah. new books and new pencils and stuff. So Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, like, it's, like, yeah, it's just, again, the whole idea of reducing stress um, and doing some fun stuff together, baking together, all of that kind of thing. If, if it's all too hard. Yeah. Well, baking is a great one because it covers so many curriculum areas. Mm, Everything it is. Starts because they're reading that recipe to your maths because they're learning about volume capacity and how to measure and how to read and science because it's a chemical reaction. And problem solving because we never have all the right ingredients. <laughs> so you you might not and you've learned how and, and yeah, that, that learning how to, okay, well, we don't have any of this, but I can substitute that and it'll be about the same and, and yeah. tweet. I have I have you to thank for that. I actually learned a lot oh, good. from watching you cook and going, okay, what can and we knowing use here? that I can actually tweak that, and, and it usually works. So I learned yeah. a lot from cooking. Oh, that's good to hear. Feel from watching your videos over the years. Well, I've been following you now for oh my gosh, a long time because I bought oh. your. I had the original. Oh, my first book, which was yeah, 2014. Okay. Yeah, so and just before that I found you because I went dairy free. Oh and there you trying go. to find dairy free stuff that wasn't too I don't know. Yeah. I found you through Thermomix and dairy free stuff. Oh, that's good. So yeah. A long time. Mm, wow. Well, there's one more thing I wanted to say about when things are a bit difficult with the weather and just thinking of the flooding and everything that's going on at the moment. Um, you mentioned educating them about what's happening with the weather and things like that. I think also another good thing is getting them involved in helping out. Mm. Um, so community service type stuff. Um, yep. 
whenever, especially when kids start to get a bit um, selfish or they're like a bit precious about their things or whatever, to get them out helping people in need Mm. makes such a gigantic difference. And I know even from my own childhood, my parents helped a lot with that kind of thing. Um, cooking meals for people in need, um, all of that kind of stuff. And so I learned that from a really young age and it just became a natural, whoops, are you still there? Yeah. Sorry, my phone's saying it's low power. Um, (laughs) I just found that that really shaped who I am, but it also made me really aware that um, my kids need that to be a well-rounded person. They need to see all sides of life and they need to help other people in need. And um, whenever they get a bit bored or, yeah, think that they're owed everything um, and you need to make my life more fun kind of idea, Yeah, get them out there helping other people. Definitely. Even if it's just baking dickies for the neighbour, whatever, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll probably have to finish up soon because, yeah, my phone's going to die. But other than that, have you got anything that you really want to say that um, to get across to new homeschoolers? That it's okay not to know everything, that just have a go. <laughs> the the mm. biggest thing is just if you're not sure, just try it. There's no yeah. law that says that, you oh, now you've started homeschooling, you've got to do it till they're 18 and graduating. You can do it exactly. for a year and if, you find that it really isn't working for you, for your kids, you can pop them back into school. One year out isn't going to totally derail their schooling. You're not going to undo everything. You might find that you actually really love it and that it works really well. So I'm always of of an opinion of just try it and see. There's no guarantees either way. Um, Some people do um, homeschool for one year while they travel, for instance. We did that a couple of times. Mm. And some people do it because of different reasons and fun they actually really love it a lot of family a lot of families actually started out of the pandemic they found that having to do it they're like oh oh, we can actually do this oh i actually really like it and the kids Mm. kids changed at home they found found a new equilibrium because it was a lot less stressful a lot less anxiety for the kids and stuff so you know it, it really isn't as hard or as scary as you want it to be Distance education is a great place to start if you're unsure because yeah. you'll have a teacher to support you. They provide you with all the curriculum and you just need to support your child in the learning. Once you've gotten your feet and found your feet doing it, that way you can jump in and do things like I've done with the HEU. And it's not that hard. Like I've been doing mm-hmm. it now five years and I've never had a report returned with a, you know, you being deregistered. They've never even asked me usually all they'll do is go we want more information I've never even had that because they don't care what you're doing they want to know how you as the parent are supporting encouraging and facilitating the learning of your child in an individualized way yeah so and they do give you a lot of um, help if you ask for it and there's also Mm -hmm. um, samples of how to do reports and what to look for and what to um, like all through the year, taking samples of your kids' work and putting them into a folder so that at the end of the year you can send them off with the report and um, yep. all of that kind of thing. So you learn as you go. Definitely. And it's not, mm. it doesn't have to be perfect. No. So. And, it, and it's going to look different for every family and that's um, important to remember. Yeah. Don't compare your homeschool journey to anybody else's. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
I should um, answer this last question. I'd love to hear your children's view of homeschooling. Obviously, I don't have them on the, well, I could, I could interview them and just stick it on the end. You could. Um, yeah. But I have an I did my children on my channel about what they love oh, about. Good. Oh, we'll have to have that link as well. But I did ask them a few times if they wanted to go to school because I got really busy with work and everything and trying to write books and all of that kind of thing. And they went for two terms to um, only for two days a week to the distance ed school that they went through Jubilee. You could go to school part-time. Yep. And then they were just like, no, we don't want to do that. We want to stay at home. So <laughs> couldn't get I rid of them. Get, <laughs> I think they get used to it as in like. Yeah. There's that certain comfort, you know, like you were saying about the food. My kids yeah. are used to eating whatever they want. I don't think they'd cope with the whole you can only eat at 11 o'clock and midday or whatever <laughs> it is. What do you I'm mean? I'm going to tell you a funny. Wait. I'm going to tell you a funny story. The first day um, they went to school, um, my kids are very far north Queensland outdoory kids. And the first day they went to school and they came home and India was unpacking a school bag and she pulled out a... Um, a pocket knife and I said you didn't take that to school did you she goes yes what else am I going to cut my apple with I'm like oh my goodness she had a pocket knife at school I'm like you're not allowed to take pocket knives to school oh okay I didn't know you're so yeah they're a different breed homeschoolers <laughs> so lucky she didn't get caught with that one goodness oh, so funny but yeah I love I love how my kids have turned out and sure I didn't do everything perfectly but um do you ever parent I think they've I think they've ended up with um that love of learning still and they've ended up with a really lovely um attitude towards all age groups and so I consider that a win <laughs> I think at the end of the day every parent wants their child to be a happy well-rounded polite mm you know exactly person yeah so yeah yeah that, that's my goal anyway is to have a happy happy person happy child that you know can be socialized and um <laughs> know how to hold a conversation and not be completely weird at least no and, weird what, and yeah. a, a useful member of society <laughs> yeah yeah yes. well that's good Absolutely. well um so can you explain again where everyone can find you? But I will put the links below. But if you're listening to yes. this in the car or something. So I'm on Instagram at Aussie Homeschool Adventures and also on YouTube by the same name. So if you search for me, you'll probably, there's not too many. Even if you type in Australian homeschooling on YouTube, you'll probably find myself. There's a few of us now. There's a growing number on YouTube of Aussie homeschoolers that have jumped on. But we are certainly in the minority. But it's really good to see. There's some great content out there so yeah, yeah definitely it's all helpful it is thank it you is. so much for joining me today thanks for really having good. me lots of fun all right i better let you get back to your kids yes no, i'll <laughs> make sure go see how the stories are going yes all right thank all you right. joe thanks joe see ya, see ya. Bye.